Friends and folks, we're going to kick into our discussion in just a second here, but I am here up top. I'm doing the edit. This is six. Hi. Um, and I wanted to let you know about some spoiler warnings we have to offer you for this category. In general, here at the Gimmick Awards, we try to avoid spoilers, um, unnecessary ones anyway. Uh, but this category led to a couple of of necessary spoilers. So before listening to this category, you should be aware that there are plot spoilers for Splatoon 3, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, and Live Alive. Uh, those warnings out of the way, please enjoy the category. friends and folks, and welcome to Scanline Media's 2022 Gimmick Awards. We're here to celebrate the year of media we've been able to experience and, uh, you know, pick some winners for various, you know, categories and criteria. I'm Six Detmar. I'm Jennifer Uncle. And I'm Curie Page. And uh, we might need to rename this next year, actually, come to think of it. Oh, but man, this year, again. <laughs> I think we've I think we've never renamed this one. Um, this one, mm -hmm. the award called "That's My Jam," we had from the start, thanks to a. Uh, it was like a. It was like a goof, right? Like, well, it's because of. Okay, so listeners, here's the real backstory. Story time. Um, important to the scanline lore. We've been hanging out on a series of like, well, only one Discord server, but for a while there were a couple of also like. Um, uh, Slack servers and stuff that we used, uh -huh. um, and usually it was me who 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 put them together, right? Um, and I am, I have I have brain poison. I can't just name a channel music. I can't just name a channel film. I'm a pain in the ass, and so I have to come up with some like kind of clever, but not really, you know, like like the Simpsons naming their band the B Sharps. It's, you know, less clever every time you hear it. Um, and so the channel was called That's My Jam. And so it has been ever since. Wow. So this award category is called That's My Jam in honor of the Discord server channel where we post music that we think other people should listen to. Oh, the, yeah. Critical to the scanline lore. The reason we might need to rename it is because we have two music channel uh, uh, categories this year. This is the games one. Mm -hmm. um, this is the yeah music from games, and we're looking for, you know, the best one. Um, or probably the best one with two runners-up, though we are allowed to have more than two runners-up if necessary. That's right. Uh, uh, we're making uh, Jen do a lot of heavy lifting on this one on a, on a technical side. So, Kyrie, why don't you read our list of nominees? Absolutely. For this year's nominees for That's My Jam, uh, from the Guilty Gear Strive soundtrack, we have Mirror of the World, Like a Weed, Naturally, as a Matter of Course, and The Town Inside Me. From Splatoon 3, we have Anarchy Rainbow and Till Death Do Us Part, and Calamari Incantation 3 Mix. From Final Fantasy XIV and Walker, we have Miracle Works and Carrots of Happiness. And 
the Nautilus Knoweth. From the Jackbox Party Pack 9, we have the Rumerang Final Round music. From Live Alive, we have Megalomania. And also from Live Alive, in the, <laughs> the last second here, we have Go Go Burikidachi. No, Go Go Dio. Dio. Sorry, I have a hard time reading it from here. Sorry. He's the big king. That's right. Big king. Uh, go Go Burikidayo. Um, from Freedom Planet 2, we have Shenlin Park. From Pokemon Legends Arceus, we have Battle versus Origin Palkia slash Dialga. From Drainus, we have Determination Stage 1. From Multiblood Type Lumina, we have The Great Cat's Village R. From DNF Duel, we have Linking and Brawl of Hendren Meyer. And from Warhammer 40k Darktide, Immortal Imperium. That's a lot of music. That's that's a lot, a lot, a lot of treats for your ears. That's a lot of little, like, like wrapped up as like the little strawberry candies that have the wrapper that looks like a strawberry. Yeah, that are just inexplicably at your grandma's house, just like, you know, there. It's me, I did it. I put them You there. put them all at every grandma's house? Listen, I get around. <laughs> yeah. Your grandma was easy. Whoa. <laughs> Whereas mine is dead. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, good. See you next year. <laughs> um, uh, so th- we're going to have to play all of these in order to judge them. And if nothing else, we put them on the list because we think you should hear them. So we're going to play them all. Um, we're not going to play like, well, we'll see. We'll see. We're not going to play the full song for most of sure, them. Sure, 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 sure. I, I think for the ones that are like going to be like contenders, for sure we're going to listen more, but roughly the first. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, I can... Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think. Where do we start? Um, uh, I put five things on this list, so I'm leaning back. You fuckers can figure it out. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> Let's start with you know what I just mostly wanted to put these on the list. I don't know if they'll necessarily hang, but let's let's talk about the DNF dual tracks real quick. Okay, sure. Um, I, like, are they top three material? Who knows? But I certainly like them. This first one is linking. This is the character select screen. Most of the time, character select screens are, like... I mean, they're they're really exciting, right? They're supposed to get you, like, in the mood to, like, you're about to do this fight. And, I don't know, like, this is a very short track. It's about a minute and a half. Um, But there's just something, like, grandiose to, like, how this track kind of goes. And uh, I think it's right around this section that I really appreciate. Um, that just, I don't know, it just gets you in just the, gets me in the mood to, like, play. I, I certainly think it's fun, uh, doesn't necessarily have to stay here, but hey, I like DNF Duel and I like the soundscape that it presents. It's certainly fun. Um, is this Daisuke Ishiwatari? I don't think this is not an Ishiwatari. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about some Ishiwatari, um, mm-hmm. But, like, it is certainly of that, like, I mean, Arx has helped develop this game, so 
I imagine some of the musicians, like, there's a certain style to it, but, like, I, I love the, you know, <laughs> guitars, like, the, just how, uh, yeah. It looks like this particular song, and a lot of them, there are only a couple of artists, but um, this one is uh, Lee J. Kwong. Uh, these are all Korean artists. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that was linking. Uh, and then we'll have, up next, we'll have the brawl of Hydran Meyer. Yeah, this is the song. This is the <laughs> song. Like, I, I think there was a lot of, like, there was a track that was used for many of the trailers, and this is the one that would... God, when this comes up, this is just so energetic. Like, this is, like, the one that I put on every single time, like, when I have a choice of, like, music track. Literally hearing those, like, first three notes, I can see fucking Inquisitor swinging down her stupid axe. Yeah. Fuck you, Inquisitor. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's like, there is a grandiosity to DNF Duel that I think the music really captures. This section, like, just really gets me. I know you played some DNF Duel, Jen. You weren't as you you weren't as big on it as we were, partially because I don't think there's a single fighting game you're as big on. Maybe Mortal Kombat, but beyond that, <laughs> pretty much any fighting yeah. game, Kyrie and I are, are are the simps, and you're the yeah, this is all right. Um, what does this do for you? Um, I don't know. It's it's pretty exciting. I just uh, it if you hadn't told me that uh, the composer is different, I kind of I would have kind of lumped it in with uh, like earlier Guilty Gear soundtrack songs, like because that's just hitting a very similar. Um, it's hitting a very similar section to me, more or less. Fair. Yeah, like it. It feels like it's a little bit it's a little bit of a type of music that is very familiar to fighting games, but much like like how I, I view DNF, it's like, oh, this is just like a really nice execution of some fundamental stuff. But I don't think either linking or brawl like kind of fit here, but hey, I like shouting them out and I really like the songs of that game. But they can both go. I think I definitely am ready to cut linking. Um and brawl probably I'll pl you'll play a song later on and I'll say okay we can cut brawl but for the moment I'd be way I don't know. I'd be way okay with like putting a pin in it, brawl but, yeah yeah tentatively it can be like I mean as I say I don't think it's gonna be a big fight when it goes but I would like to hear some music I liked better so okay. far we've played two songs and this is the one I like best of the two you know right, right. <laughs> yeah totally um I guess on that same token should we jump over to the guilty gear strive songs or that's <laughs> well we can you know we can make this easy for ourselves you can play shenlin park this isn't gonna win okay all right so the thing about Freedom Planet 2 mm -hmm. that I find so admirable is that they finally were like, wait, fuck Sonic, we can do better. Ah, yeah, yeah. This is like hitting, like, 
to Crib Light from Jeff Gersman years ago, I could hear the Dreamcast spinning in the background. See, to me, this is Carnival Night from Sonic 3, except not fucked up like Carnival Night from Sonic 3. <laughs> but it's different. I mean, like, I think it's yeah, still, I mean, like, really fun. Yeah. It, I think I feel like it's them taking the spirit of Carnival Night and making good on it rather than creating a chaotic audi- audio hellscape. Absolutely. And I mean, like, I when I say, like, we can do better, they aren't trying to not be Sonic. They are, they are saying we can be Sonic and more than that as well, right? Um, th- like, there is a lot of... They do a lot of, like, Chinese theming in this game that um, I don't know the development team well enough to know um, whether they come by that honestly or not, but I think it doesn't feel too, like, touristy to me. It doesn't feel too, like, gawking. Um... And that is a big influence you can hear in the soundtrack, where it is still trying to do, yeah, like, Sonic-style uh, music, I think. Um, and not of the newer style, not of, like, a, you know, like, Sonic Rush. But it's still using, like, some um, Chinese instrumentation and stuff. Um, as I say, I don't think this wins, but it's like, this is a good song. It's good. from that game. Yeah, good. sounds good. Yeah, I like it. Um, it's just, it's, it's just charming. Which is like yeah. that's that's Freedom Planet, baby. It's like, oh, this is just such a charming thing. Yeah. Alright. Uh, I also have a few other easy cuts, uh, because they won't necessarily make it to the top three or even top five, but I still like them. Um, let's just go ahead and queue up the Rumerang final round um song. Alright. Um Rumerang, uh for in Jackbox Party Pack Nine is a game in which you play basically really bitchy roommates on a reality TV show. And this is the song that represents the final voting round. Um, like... Throughout the game, you've been making a series of votes to, like, vote someone out of the house. But this is, like, the determined the winner of the game. And I just think there's something just really deeply entertaining of, like, the vibe. Like, Rumorang has probably the best vibe of all of the games on that party pack. This is the first one in which I noticed is, like, oh, there's, like, a really nice soundscape here. Um... Yeah, I feel like Party Pack music very often is like, we're going to get a vibe across to you, and that's it, right? We're trying to get you in the right mood for the current game you're playing, but beyond that, the music doesn't stand out. And this is interesting. Yeah, it's like, you have like these like echoing notes in the background that is like trying to add this air, this like air of suspense of like, oh, where will the, you know, alliances align and like, who will be determined as the winner but it's low-key enough that like players are still like they're not overwhelmed enough to like you know be distracted enough to like determine their vote and it builds up that tension just a little higher to be like hey people who are still trying to figure out their vote fucking figure it out (laughs) if you have like 30 seconds Hmm. um but yeah I, i think rumoring as like a thing is just like really fun but yeah that's the final round song i don't know i like it um it's probably the winner of that pack in terms of like just a really fun game to play with a group of people but 
that song was a standout to me. But we can go ahead and cut Rumerang. Okay. Final round. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, surprisingly good. It's industrial death game. All right. <laughs> um, I think we should probably cut Great Cat's Village as well. <laughs> probably, but but listen to Great Cat's Village. Hold on. <laughs> this is, they brought back Nekowark, and boy, you could tell. Oh, is it the final vote again? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> There's just... I just feel like Jen isn't here for the right reasons. <laughs> here goes with the alley This is very dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. It's like, Nekawark as a character is like... Ascended beyond Melty Blood in some ways of just being this like weird meme character, and they kind of capture that chaotic energy in this song. Here's that wailing guitar with <laughs> cats going like singing the chorus. Yeah, it is it is a funny song, but it is also obnoxious as hell. That's Nekowark <laughs> though. Like, in terms of song as representative of the character. Great Cat's Village is obnoxious and funny. I mean, my main takeaway here is I need to make sure, because this doesn't bother me, uh, I need to make sure to pick this every time I'm fighting so that my opponent is distracted and I'm fine. Um, <laughs> Here's the problem. I like this song so much that I, I could never try it. Yeah, I don't imagine this is going to hang for our top three. Not um, partially because partially of the spirit of, of That's My Jam, where it's like, it's not just best song. It's also like, like hell yeah, you're going to bob your head along. I like this, but like, I like it. I don't know. I like it the same way I like a McDouble. I'm not going to bob my head along with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye, yeah, that's enough of that. Goodbye, Cat's Village. Um... um Okay, we can we can knock out some Final Fantasy ones here. Um, Final Wait. Fantasy fourteen for anyone who who didn't listen to last year's Game Up Awards, I held off putting any uh, Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker stuff in last year uh, out of the interest of people possibly coming to it. Mm -hmm. um, there was a possibility, for example, that Kyrie was going to catch up. Um, life didn't go that way, which I is think. understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now she's out of time, and she's fucked. When she gets the best new game character, she's gonna be like, damn, I wish I'd been able to see that myself. Too bad, bitch. Okay. <laughs> damn. Alright, it's like, Bring dives it out. Uh, if we should start with the Nautilus Knoweth, because that's gonna go- that's gonna be the easiest one to cut, I think. Okay, let's do that then. This is the uh, song for the new hub, so specifically the nighttime version of it. But okay. it is just a nice song of a old story, old city of scholars and like archaeologists. Oh yeah, 
Ah, oh, yes. You know what? You're right. I should get to this expansion because, damn. Uh, it's just really nice to, to, like, you know, not quite AFK, but just sort of tool around here between jobs. Yeah. This is definitely, like, the type of, like... This is the exact kind of mood you want to set when you are walking around at night, like, in this type of setting. Um, and it is very much appreciated because in Endwalker, as you might guess from the name, things are going fucking bad. And it's nice to have a place where it's like, they've worked very hard to make this a place you can relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, so. it's just really, really nice to, like... I, I have an affection for, like, this style of, like, guitar. Like, this is very mm -hmm. much like an old acoustic guitar. We have, like, the, I like the bongos in the background to add, like, kind of rhythm to it. Um, mm -hmm. But this definitely feels like, you know... Emblematic of the type of music that you would hear in, I don't know, an old fantasy tavern in some ways. Like, this is, like... Yeah, you're here. Shit may be going wrong on the outside, but, you know, sit down and it'll be okay for just a small moment of time. Yeah, more specifically, <laughs> I was thinking about it as something that you would hear at an upscale cafe. Well, there is a... You spend time at an upscale cafe as part of this, yes. Okay. <laughs> if you want to hang out with some of the characters and, like, order sandwiches, good news. Alright, oh, that on. sounds Let me nice. See Let me see if the expansion is <laughs> So. Because that, that definitely. That's that's the Nautilus that's the Nautilus knoweth. I think it's good. I don't think it is what this category is really about, though. No. Uh we are we are very uh dialed in on on jams. Sure. Um, um do you wanna queue up carrots or miracle works next six? I can't remember which is which, to be honest. So let's do Miracle Works first. All right. Both of these are from uh, Endgame Dungeons. These are these dungeons are so this one you're on an alien planet where they've turned themselves all into murder robots. Oh, okay. that's the little electronic little ditty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is. I'm glad I picked this one first. This is the one I'm I'm less excited about to be honest. But I don't. I just think it's nice. I like the piano. I think honestly, as far as music, I think and Walker is a weaker expansion than uh, Shadowbringers was. For example, I would expect to have a bunch of primal songs on here, sort of the big boss fights. I don't think those ones are very good in this expansion. Mm. So, I like this song. But, yeah, it can go. It's nice. I, I, when I, you mentioned, like, oh, alien ship of, like, murder robots or whatever, and I just thought of, like, it, to be clear, this is a positive thing. I um, was immediately thinking about, like, um when you raid that one ship at the end of Chrono Trigger, the zeal, like the mammon machine or something. No, no, mm. no that was the one. It doesn't really matter. That's, um, it's the Black Omen. Black Omen, yes, because this definitely is giving me the vibe of raiding the Black Omen. 
Oh well, okay. Now it's kicking up into high gear. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, the it, thing is, the thing with these being dungeon songs is you're in here for a while, so they have time to do some musical progression. Um, I don't think it fundamentally changes, however, the the appeal of the song. I don't think it. I mean, if, if you feel differently, I'm happy, but I assume it's still getting cut. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ultimately, right now, it's like yeah, it's good dungeon dungeoning music, but if from out for now there's like okay this is music that will slip perfectly in the background as i try to remember how the how the how it works you know mm-hmm. uh for anyone who's played final fantasy 14 and walker and might possibly be protesting this by the way absolutely not i am put not putting the song from ultima tule especially the vocal version that song is fucking terrible <laughs> um carrots of let's happiness. do carrots of happiness yeah What is, what is this from? What's the uh, what's the context for this one? Uh, I wish we'd done best new character before we got to this. But so you're on the moon, right? Oh yeah, rabbits are on the moon. Yeah, yeah. So there are rabbits on the moon. Um, there are a race of people that were created by the like by Hydalin, uh, who's mm. the the god of the planet, basically. And she was like, hey, at some point, Eorzea, the planet, is going to go real bad. And you need to build a spaceship that can carry everyone on the planet. We'll call it the moon. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, like, while this saxophone is just, like, ripping it right about now. So this is from Smileton. Um, The thing about the the Loprites, who are the rabbit people she made to do this, um, is they are very dedicated to their duty. And for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, they have been working with zero outside feedback. Um, They don't even know what people look like anymore. When you first show up, they're like, wow, you are about 10 feet shorter than we expected. Um, We're going to have to make some changes. So, uh, this is a dungeon called Smileton. It is a, a very nice establishment that they built to be a settlement for people. Um, and they programmed very helpful robots who accidentally kill lots of people. And Great. they're like, ah, shit. All right, I guess Aw, lock shucks. the door on this one. Uh, this one didn't work out. Um, and you show up and you're like, hey, I'm very good at fighting things. I will clear out your evil suburb. <laughs> you could just say suburb. this is a this is gonna be a poll mostly for six when i when i heard it get started i was like oh yeah man i love marvel vs capcom too (laughs) sure listen saxophones rule yeah it's It's a great instrument it's fun i i i knew how to play the saxophone for a little while uh when i was a small child i imagine this is also gonna go but i think this is the strongest of the three um we can pin it for now. It's just, it's fun. It's happily, like, it, it is also very funny in the context of you telling us that, like, yeah, this is like a like a factory of murder robots. Um, it's just, there's a bit of, uh, not disconnect, but just, you know, the, 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 there's a dissonance here, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can pin it for now, but I, I think there might be stronger stuff on the list. Yeah, okay.
All right. What's next? Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. we might be able to cut this one. Um, let's go to battle uh, versus origin Palkia and Dialga. All right. Let's get that playing. Right Context up. for this one, of course, is it is the final. Pop. Oh wait, are you? Are, is it perhaps a battle versus origin Palkia and Dialga? Yeah, I know. Super complex, but. This is just, I don't it, The way they built heat to this fight is like really fun. Um, there is a, like there's, it's hard to describe. There is a- Going in unusually hard for a Pokemon soundtrack. Yeah. Well, that's the thing from the last Ever since Sword and Shield got uh, Toby Fox in as like one of their composers for DLC, um, each subsequent game has like gone hard. Uh, I'm here, here, hearing here, this is making me regret not putting in anything from Scarlet Violet because there's okay. some wild stuff there too. There's some good stuff there. Here's the thing about this game: is like it feels it goes super hard, but also it feels in tone with like those DS Pokemon games in some ways because like. When Pokemon switched over to the DS and like slightly more capable hardware, they their aural tendencies got like a little silly with it. But I think it just works here really well. Um, it is appropriately epic and ridiculous that this twelve-year-old from another world is fighting this like these. Well, the origin of the Pokemon universe, and I also appreciate that in story context, like. Depending on, like, I think, uh, depending on <laughs> the way you go at it, one, either Dialga or Palkia is, like, helping you out in this final battle. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, getting to that fight is, um, really entertaining, and this song, like, propels you through it. I had the, you know, like, yeah, I had to fight this boss a couple times, because it is a pretty hard fight. Um... I just think it is very much able to capture the spirit of those older Pokemon games while having um, some more modern sensibilities. But also, it's just really fun when we get to, like, that breakdown earlier. And I can hear what you're saying. You can hear the resonance with the, with the uh, Diamond Pearl um, soundtrack and, mm -hmm. and sort of the, the musical approach of, those, of, those, of that first generation of DS Pokemon. Yeah. It's, this is not necessarily the criteria. You can be top three without this, but it is no Guzma's theme from Sun and Moon. True. But I, I think like it feels appropriate to the fight itself and how ridiculous that story gets near the end. And just, again, the concept of you are playing a 12-year-old fighting a god of creation. That's just, it's, there's a lot of silly fun to be had in Pokemon. I think this track captures that really effectively, but it doesn't necessarily need to stay. I'm going to cut Carrots. I don't, like, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, I don't know if this song makes it, so Carrots definitely doesn't.
Yeah. Um, alas. Alas. Yeah, let's uh, cut battle and carrots. Well, I think we can hold on to battle. I was pretty convinced. Like, I, 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 no, I'm not, like, locked in, but I, no, I'm let's hear mark. Let's hear Mark battle. Um, turns out there's some, like, good, good fucking music this year. Um, what am I playing? Huh? What we haven't I decided. I haven't decided yet. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, if you want to pick something, Jen, please feel free. Yeah, feel free. Where do you want to go next? Um, let's get the Splatoon ones out of the way. Sure. All right. Sense. Start with, um... Let's start with uh, Anarchy Rainbow. Okay. So, um, with Splatoon 3, they have brought back, obviously, the Splatfests. Um, yeah, festival that just was full of splatting. I don't know. But... It, what it is, is that in the main hub world that you are running around in before battles, or between the various modes, is this, like, during the Splatfest you have this concert where all three members of Deep Cut are individually singing on these um, floating uh, barges, basically. And it just adds to this, like, really fun atmosphere, but I believe this particular track is what happens when the halfway point of the Splatfest has happened, and all three members are singing on stage together. Um, I, I think it appropriately captures that festival feeling of, you know, mm -hmm. everybody is just having a, having just a good time, and it's really fun to see so like just walk around the hub area to see all the other um, squid, <laughs> squid kids and octolings just like jamming out to this as um, Deep Cut is singing this song. Like this is the main theme of, basically the main theme of the game. Um, I just like it a lot. It's not weak by any stretch. I think it's just like because of the other two songs I have picked here, it is weaker but the other songs go super hard let's go to till death to us part At, till depth do us part this is the battle theme from splatoon 3 this specific battle theme plays during the splat fast and if the if Anarchy Rainbow is the song of everybody coming together having a good time, this is the song of everybody getting at each other's throats. Um, and it's appropriate because, you know, Splatoon battles are three minutes long, which just so happened cor correlate the most song lengths. So they're able to, like, pace it out really well. And I think this song is probably just... It's really exciting, but it also has like a distinct identity to the previous uh, Splatoon games, um, like mm -hmm. Splatfest battle themes. Yeah, I love the energy from this one. This is definitely fun. Um, I think I am still, as far as Splatoon goes, I am still reeling from Octo Expansion, aka it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, where I, at least, like, gameplay-wise, I'm really mixed on that piece of DLC. Mm -hmm. Musically, it is the best fucking shit they've ever done. Right. 
Um, and I do still think it dwarfs the Splatoon 3 work. Yeah. Mm. So, in that case, let's go to the last Splatoon 3 song, um, is Calamari Incantation 3 Mix. This is, um, story spoilers for the end of Splatoon 3. This is where a deep cut and, um, off the hook from the first game collaborate together to sing you a song while you're fighting a giant bear on a spaceship. It's interesting because, of course, uh, the previous two games have also ended with versions of this song. Right. Already quite different. Mm-hmm. Like, it just has this, like, incredible build-up, but, like, this is the song that plays, like, as you're getting to that final fight because the final fight is you like a giant rocket with like this um mammalian like virus thing that will take over turn the entire world fuzzy and you gotta fight this giant bear to like take it down it's funny how this has me thinking about like there's always been a very specific divide between the Splatoon single-player music and the multiplayer music. And with the way this mixes in the vocals, this feels like it is blending those two disparate styles together. Yeah, like, have the kind of musical, like, the background musical style of, like, Deep Cut just being a little bit more, like, a lot of, like, festival atmosphere here, while you still have the pop sensibilities of Off the Hook like leading the vocals because this is basically it is the vocals from calamari incantation which was the splatfest theme of splatoon 1 but here it's just it works so well as like final boss music because it's basically like the entire narrative conceit is like they are singing give you a power up to fight this massive like just so fun. I actually like it less as it goes on. I think the opening is really strong, and then it falls into, in my opinion, being a lesser version of a song I've already heard two different versions of. Fair enough. Um, of the single-player stuff, I think it it's definitely one of those things that works best in the moment. Um, I really mm. like that ending to the story mode of Splatoon 3, and I'm really excited for when they have um when no 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 not off the hook sorry i've been messing up this entire time it's just the squid sisters from the first game off the hook is the band from the second game yeah um i was gonna say like i i i I feel like i would i would (laughs) like it better if they were involved because i like their hip-hop influence well here's the thing hopefully with that dlc pack they announced uh we will get a collaboration between deep cut off the hook and squid sisters that would be fun. I don't know. I, I personally have a lot of fun with uh, Till Death Do Us Part, but I, I'm i getting the sense that, like, all three of them don't necessarily work here because we have a lot more stronger contenders on this list. Um, but it, I, I, I think that Splatoon 3's, like, soundtrack is still just really fun and a further evolution of that style of game. I like it a yeah. lot. I, I, I guess to me, Splatoon 3's soundtrack is a further progression, but not necessarily development. I think it has changed, but it has not necessarily improved for my taste. 
Fair enough. Okay, then honestly, like all three of them can I it sounds like all three of them can go. Um I haven't heard from much from Jen, which I tend to assume means she doesn't feel super strongly, but Um I really like the battle theme. Um like the multiplayer battle theme of this one. Till um, death. I think the vocal hook is strong, um, has a good energy to it, but also like I'm looking at some of the other ones here and they like outpace it a bit, I I'd say. For the moment, let's leave depth. Yeah, that um, seems to be the, the track. Yeah, that seems like yeah. the track that has the strongest presence. Um Alright, Jen, I've talked a bunch about like songs I put on here because I honestly put on a lot of these. Tell us about Immortal Imperium. Okay. So so I don't know how familiar y'all are with Jesper Kid, like uh, nope. But he was a very significant part of the early Hitman soundtracks, like contracts, blood money, that sort of stuff. He was a major point. He, he was a major part of that tone, and he has these very specific trademark sounds, like intense metal going on in terms of like almost sounds like you're in a factory of sorts mixed with these incredibly hard choruses that are just going off and uh you kind of hear it in here like especially in this beginning part but um as it builds it mixes in this haunting 80s electric piano as well and it does this excellent job of like just putting you in the mindset of okay you're in a very dark, bizarre world, but you are here to kick ass and get things done. And that is basically Dark Tide in a nutshell. And here's where the thing starts dropping. There we go. Just imagine the hordes of enemies coming after you while you're just holding down the trigger and mowing them all down and they just keep getting closer and closer and you have to do your best to fight them off with your sword, your gun, your teammates. Just... Can we talk about this? This seems very violent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Have you been playing those violent video games? It is a very violent game and a, a pretty violent song, but it does an amazing job of, like, Pulling you in the mindset of, okay, we are going to get through this. We're going to fight through hell, and we're going to make it happen. I mean, it's... It's alright. Um, it's pretty good, Kyrie. I The first part was like, okay, great. This is... I was ready to be like, I'm sorry to tell you this, Jen, but I'm not a big fan of, of Yes for Kid. Um, which is still true. But this is pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's warming up to me. I, I will say, like, when I first heard the, the blaring of the horn, I was thinking, like, oh, this just reminds me of Seabat <laughs> a little bit. But, um, I don't know, it does, like, I do like the sort of marching, like, rhythm to it. Um, this choral bit, like, the chorus kicking in here is pretty good. Um, yeah, it's I like, think for me the choral bits are the part of his work I always like the least. <laughs> I don't know, there there is a certain like silliness to the way the Warhammer universe that um, I think this 
this song, like, Warhammer 40k at its best recognizes that it's an, it is a very silly setting, taking itself very, very seriously. And I think this song does a really good job at capturing that. Um, no, it's alright, I just, I just, I don't have necessarily the same affection for, like, I guess, the Warhammer setting, but I think this works, um, pretty well. I just wonder, it's like, is it a similar thing with some of these other songs? It's like, okay, they're really good in the moment, but out of that context. Um, I don't know. It was fun. I, we could earmark it, I think, for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I I like I like this I like the synth a lot, and the rest of the song I could take or leave. Okay, that's fair. Let's see. I guess if I'm gonna bring up the other song of the two that I put on here, let's go to Megalomania, maybe. Megalomania is really fucking good. Is the yeah, thing. that's the thing because like <laughs> that's the thing that makes it work so well because you hear it and song that they yeah. play at the end of every single story arc and it never gets old like the way that they the characters will just talk up to a point where they're shouting and they're ready to fight and this comes on it works every single time and it's a trick that they pull again and again and again and again throughout the campaign yeah I I have unfortunately not played like almost any of this game, unfortunately. I know I need to fix that, because every time I would hear Jen play this game, and this song kicked on, I was like, oh, oh yes, this is video games to me. Yeah, it's some of Yoko Shimomura's very best work. It's very, very good. Like, in the, it's, a, it's such a funny trick, too, because, like, this particular track is playing in every era, because, like, as far as I remember with Live Alive, it's like, yeah, it's heroes from all different eras and times, and yet it just seems to fit every single one. I mean, because it's... I, I don't know that it does, but it does, right? Because I don't think it fits the era. It, it is... It kind of betrays the timeless, like, the outside-of-time nature of the fight, right? It is... It is in most of these, it is a confrontation with a threat that is like, oh, you don't belong here. Fighting mm -hmm. um, a giant T-Rex. A dude like that. that turns into a, a toad demon, and, like, it, it is this, yeah, it is this moment where you are finally realizing what has been wrong around here, um, and you're going to fucking kill it. <laughs> <laughs> but in and of itself, it's like, it may not necessarily fit that era, but man, it fits the mood of, like, fighting these things. Like, each mm -hmm. time. And, it, and, it, and the fact that it doesn't fit the era is the point, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, Fucking 
rooster statue doesn't belong here. <laughs> really, the only thing that might... The only thing that might potentially challenge it is the other Live Alive song in here. <laughs> Correct. Which, yeah, it's because we have Go Go Buriki Tayo! <laughs> Hell yeah. I love waking up on Saturday morning to watch, like, Tokusatsu. Especially yeah. with that vocalist. Oh yeah, this guy has, like, sung, like, what, Dragon Ball openings, Super Sentai openings? Mm-hmm. And he is here because while you spent this entire chapter of the game running around with your psychic powers fighting, like, bikers and robots, it's like, no, there's a giant mecha that you're going to use to finish this. And, like, it's been hyped up for this whole chapter, and it should have been. Because this thing is so fucking ridiculous. You have a lot of fights. Like, you have a fair few fights in a short time you do in this thing. None of them are fights. This thing is so fucking ridiculous that nothing is a threat. Yep. Even when you're fighting the big bad, it is a very easy fight. <laughs> I think, but, but that's appropriate, because this is, like, capturing, like, fucking, like early Heisei era fucking tokusatsu shows of, like, the theme song is just how badass the heroes are. You know? Like This the is the Mazinger has showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, Mazinger has showed up, and he's gonna fucking save the day, and the song is singing about how he's gonna save the day. As, as, as the lyrics say, as this man has shouted a few times in Japanese, is this the face of a god or a demon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go go uh, Bariki Dio might so fucking, fucking Go Go Bariki Dio might win this category. <laughs> it might win this category. It's incredible. Yeah. Let's let's just pause it for now. Earmark it definitely. I think of I think that um I think Go Go Bariki Dio is like the stronger song between Megalomania and the two from the Live Alive. But what you're doing here is you're making your number one and number two seed fight in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways, yeah. yeah. You're trying to protect some games here, Kyrie, and I get it. But for example, this one's Jens. Immortal Imperium's nice. It doesn't fit with those two. I guess that's true. Yeah, I I I love that song to death, and it works so well, like in context and out of context. Like, I'll just throw. Sometimes I just throw on the Dark Tide soundtrack while I'm doing other stuff, and it works. But uh, yeah, it's it doesn't hang with either of these Live Alive songs, just because like it's fucking Live Alive. It's Yoko Shimomura. <laughs> I think of what we've heard so far. My three. And obviously, I'm not saying, but I'm saying so that you know what else I I, I feel like cutting right now. Mm-hmm. I'm Megalomania, Bariki Dio, and Origin, Palkia. Okay. Let's get through some of the Guilty Gear Strive songs. Yeah. Fair, let's let's fair. go through that. 
Um, all unless we want to go through determination stage one because like, we might just cut that one because it's like it's a similar vibe of like some of the other stuff. But man, is well, it, let's just let's listen. Let's play it real quick because because once we're in strive territory, we should write it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah for get sure. In the mood. So so this is the opening song from the first like level of Drainus, um, the team ladybug like treasure inspired shooter. So this part is playing as the ship you're piloting, the Draenus, is like, you are making a grand escape from this, like, hangar bay of this, like, fucked up space army. Like, you're stealing this from them. And this is playing as you are fighting through the initial waves of troops. It's just, man, it is so perfectly encapsulating of a mood. Um... I love, like, side-scrolling shooters, but, like, the opening stage of a side-scrolling shooter is so important to, like, you know, it's that arcade thing, right? The first stage that you encounter in an arcade shooter needs to get you really excited and really, like, into what you're playing. And if, God, if, <laughs> if this was, like, an arcade machine, I'd be obsessed with it, like, as a kid. Like, there is something really strong about, like, the combination of you're making this big escape and then the different, like, musical notes that it is hitting as you are doing it. And the way it escalates, like, subtly. Um, the way it adds different instrumentation to add to the pace of the fight. Um, like, it is so appropriate how in this first, like, stage you start by fighting a big armadillo, like, style like machine and then an entire planet yeah. it's kind like of a, a mess it's a mess but I, I like it a lot <laughs> like a lot of team ladybug songs they start at 10 and then they just stick there the entire time I think it in terms of its messiness like you definitely get the sensation of like yeah, you are scrambling, trying to figure out how this, like, machine works as you're escaping this, like, space army. I think uh, it works really well, but I, I think there are just so many strong songs on this list, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, like Kyrie says, it's kind of one of those things, like Kyrie has said for previous songs, it's something that works a lot better in the game itself than something for casual listening, personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I should play Drainus, but for the moment, I'm not. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it can I'm go. Super feeling it. All right, let's go through Guilty Gear. <clears throat> Which order are we doing this in? Uh, just do them straight down. Okay. I would say, I would. Yeah, straight down. Um, it's also I'd, the order in which they were added to the game. Yeah. So that's, you know. We're gonna start with Mirror of the World. This is Biken's theme. Um, it takes a little bit to get going, truthfully. Should I fast forward it all? No. No, it's okay. We can just talk through it. Um, yeah. Biken so, is a character that is interesting because she is one of the most requested characters in any Guilty Gear and also one of the least played because people just want fan art of her. They don't actually want to play her. 
<laughs> I know, a couple biking maids. But I think, like, her position in the story has always been interesting. She was, like, the final boss of the first game. Like, the first Guilty Gear game, she is the ultimate, like, showdown. And her position in Strive is about, like, like, the story of Strive is about moving beyond, like, the echoes of the past. Like, God, that, here comes that bass Like This is the funny part people make jokes about right about here. But then you realize, like, oh, wait a minute, this is, like, the start of a chant. And it's, like, the lyrics will kind of get into it. But it is this sort of, like, representative of where she is at this point. Like, about... It's hard. It's an interesting choice that, like, all of the other songs have English lyrics except for this one. Well, yeah, because she's, like, canonically one of the last few, like, Japanese people in the world. But, like, this portion of the song, you know, you mentioned, like, other songs sounding like older Guilty Gear. This is very much of a style of older Guilty Gear music. But here comes the English lyrics. So, you know, she's trying to, like, she used to be a gear hunter, and she's trying to move past that, right? But we're almost to the end of the part that I want to show off, but right around here is the transition to, like, where she is in the story. Like, this total, like, shift, right? Where she has reached something resembling an apotheosis. But while still acknowledging what has come before, I am the ghost of my name. Like, I am... Not who I used to be, and yet I am still here. And then it goes back to like, you know, older Guilty Gear styling, but like, there we go. Um, you can you can cut it off here. You you kind of get the idea, but man, Mirror of the World is like, it's, it just rocks. Um, of the three, what we're about to play is probably my favorite truthfully um this is testament's theme i agree like a weed naturally as a matter of course again using the musical history of guilty gear itself to kind of tell the story um and hey once you know it testament's story right now is all about their change and some would say transition um but Pay attention to some of the lyrical choices that we made. Yes, Nativo, Sacred Teacher's Life. Might be hard to make it up. He just didn't defy the gravity of something. Honestly, it's the main thing I like about this song is the chorus. Oh, yeah, we're about to get there. But, like, I like this, like, chaotic mess of, like, an opening segment, right? But he, this part... Oshi flies through the proud darkness. Like... This is a story about someone who has found, like, peace with themselves and the world. Like, 
as the lyrics just put it, he did not reject the light herself. Like, it's simple, but like, I don't know, the pronoun switching gets to me. Alright? It works really well here, because it's like... It, like, the way it ties into Testament's, like, new interpretation, like, the way that they have grown and changed, not only in the story, but just everything about it. Like, this song is just so good at that. See, that's the part you like about it. The part I love about that chorus is almost the way that you can hear it ascending up with the lyrics and the guitar in a very aspirational power metal way that just, like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. I don't know, what do you think, Six? I don't like any of this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I actually think most of the Guilty Gear Strive soundtrack is bad. It's the, the honest truth. Okay, well, uh, okay. let's let's get through the last one. The Town Inside <laughs> Me, which is Bridget's theme. It's not my favorite, but I don't know, it's fun. The Town Inside Me this one just, like, much like May's theme from, like, kind of last year is, like, okay, this is going for a different tone. Um, but there's something very, you know, poppy to, like, this part. I mean, not just with the clapping, but um, this doesn't necessarily fit with the Guilty Gear's, like, soundtrack, but hey, it's really fun. I mean, I think that's part of, like, what we celebrated with May's song, right? Uh -huh. um, which is Disaster of Passion. Um, mm -hmm. Is strive to some degree, and honestly not as much as I would like, being like, okay, there is... Y'all know what a Guilty Gear song sounds like, and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And we need to push back and be like, no, Guilty Gear can be other things as well. Right. Um, and that's the strength of, like, the town inside me. Um... It does kind of come the, some of the things that I like that mirror the world and like Wii does, which is like it's using the history of Guilty Gear to like have you think about how things have changed. Like here, sounding closer to like like I don't know, like a pop ballad. It's just it's really fun, and I do think it's kind of an interesting gimmick that it does, where every time the chorus comes back in. It stops for a moment and changes the, like, tempo and specific style of song they're doing a little bit. But, uh, it also just leads to a song that has a lot of weird downtime to it. Yeah, like, I love this bass line a lot. And, I don't know, maybe it fits here because it's, like, this is just a good song to listen to by itself. But, like, in the context of the game, it's not, like, really a super high-energy fighting song, you know? Um, yeah, I think a lot of Guilty Gear Strive's soundtrack is, like, commendable for, like, you listen to, you know, some classic fighting game character themes, you listen to, like, the various interpretations of Ken's theme, and you're like, hell yeah, shredding guitar, this is Ken. Who is Ken? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and Guilty Gear Strive especially. I love especially. horns here. It's a great section. Guilty Gear especially is very interested in having its songs actually tell you something about this character and where they're at in life. I do think it often does this at the cost of making it a song I enjoy listening to. It's definitely a situation where, like, 
it's the closest a fighting game has come to a rock opera in terms of just, like, as you said, it's trying to tell a story with the lyrics, but, uh... Oh, yeah. Guilty Gear, for years, has always been trying to do the rock opera, com- rock opera concept album thing, but in the form of a fighting game. <laughs> like... This is the song that plays when Bridget is on stage singing about where her life is, you know? Um, and now we got a little bit of ska here, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, God, it's just so fun. So, I don't know of the Guilty... Like... Of the Guilty Gear songs we have here... Um, hmm. I, I I personally like, you know, Like a Weed a lot. But that also has a lot to do with, like... There may be... Like, I will talk about Testament maybe in another category. Um, <laughs> as important. And, like, I... The song like works in conjunction with the story of what Strive is going for. Um, I don't know, like the town inside me might be the strongest of the three, but I don't know. I, I don't know I th- where we're I, at. I think Like a Weed is musically the strongest. Um I, I I really love Like a Weed. Like I can make another case for it, but I think Like a Weed definitely works as that combination of storytelling and also it is a pretty fun theme to listen to while you're Mm-hmm. like there's a lot of nonsense ly- like not necessarily nonsense lyrics but I don't know what is going on you can't trust what a glistening tiger or whatever I don't know I feel like a lot of uh, Guilty Gear lyrics can be pretty nonsense at times right Um, I don't think Mirror of the World is no slouch like Mirror of the World's no slouch to me Um, but I, I of the three I would probably like champion like a weed probably as the strongest of the three yeah of the three i'm definitely in agreement okay well uh that gives us currently our list is like a weed naturally as a matter of course till depth do us part megalomania gogo Briki dio battle versus origin palkia slash dialga and brawl of hendon meyer which i didn't expect to go this far but is one of the ones I like the best of what's left. Um, yeah, I I would put it over Arceus, honestly. Like uh, brawl. Yeah, I would put the DNF dual song over the Arceus one because uh, I do <sighs> I do like bits of what the Arceus one is doing, but also I feel like it is as Six described uh, the Drainus song a bit of a mess, like. There's something admirable about the way that it just launches into, like, um, keyboard drums and shit, but also it's just, like, I don't know. I, I don't really find myself pulled to it, like, in the same way I do, like, even other Pokemon songs this year. Yeah, I think I like it better than Jen, and I might even like it better than Brawl, uh, Battle, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. the Arceus track. But I think taking Jen's perspective into consideration, it seems like a cut here. Yeah, battle the Palkia song. Yeah, it seems like mm-hmm. a cut. Um, I, God, I, I really enjoy it. I in that you know, Legends Arceus, great game. Um, so that leaves us with four. Is that correct? Right. Um, or five. 
five. Still. Okay. Um, um, depth. I, I don't know. You go. You go. I guess I I strongly suspect our two live alive or live a live, whichever you prefer. Both are accepted. Both are correct. Any combination mm-hmm. of sounds uh-huh. um, are going to be in the top three. With us going for a third here, it's like of what's left. I think I like brawl best, but I also feel like this is a situation where I go like, but you two should probably pick because I've already got the two probably I like the best on this list in the top three. Um, and I don't need this to be entirely a list of the things Six likes best, uh-huh. even though I think they are the best songs here. <laughs> I... Let's see. Like, uh, honestly, if I'm speaking in terms of just, like, the quality as a song, I do think the Splatoon 3 Till Death Do Us part does a little bit better than, like, a weed. Um, hmm. I think, like... Of the songs, I'd be willing to kind of let go because I <laughs> turns out most like some of these songs are the ones I put up here. Um, I well, most I, of the list are things you put on here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. <clears throat> I would like to see like a weed like in the top three. Like that is like probably my strongest like feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I think that. I think that of the, like, the, t- you know, my reasoning being is that I think Like a Weed works not only, like, to me, it works really well not only as a standalone song, but it, like, works in the context of this is a song to listen to while you're fighting, while also being a character piece, while also being, like, just a really goofy, fun song to listen to by itself. Like, I don't, like, Like a Weed was. <laughs> I did that, you know, that thing at, like most sites have been doing. It's like, oh, we scraped all the data, you know, from all the data you gave us. Uh, like a Weed was like one of my most listened to songs of 2022. Like I, I really like Till Death. I, I, I feel like if we're going to have two Megalomania songs, uh, not Megalomania, two Live Alive songs on here, like that seems to be where it's going. I would push Like a Weed as like the number three. I I push back here and not necessarily, you know, I we all we all here are not necessarily here to win, right? We are mm-hmm. here to make the right list. Um and so I push back not because I want a specific outcome, but just I want to make sure like things have been considered. Um like I think Jen feels less strongly about like a weed and I genuinely dislike it. I'm I'm if 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 you feel that strongly, right? It's like okay, I'm okay with it as the third, but just taking into consideration that I don't think, I I don't think it's good, and Jen likes the other two better. Uh, you like um, like brawl of Henron like showing up I, or I I mean I between those two, it's like I I think I like brawl better than depth, but I think they're both good songs. I just don't feel as strongly right. I I think I, don't know, I guess the last thing that I will say about like a weed is that like. Maybe as, like, it is, to me, it is trying to, like, this is a song that is going for a very specific thing, and Mm -hmm. I think that in some ways is admirable, because, like, 
I don't know, like like the 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 messiness of existence in some ways I feel is reflected quite well in like a week. Like it it's there is a portion near the end, like real like the end truth be told, like the maybe it's just because of the format we're working with here, like the final like minute or so of like we can actually move me to tears. Like this is something that like like I don't know if you could just pull it up please like the last like minute or so of like a weed because this is like the moment of the song in which like it com- like it completes and like so like it's another reprise of the chorus in which like one the singer is now putting so much more into it Like, there is this kind of... Like, hey, there's the title of the song. Here's the part I was talking about. Like, it becomes sentimental in a way. Like, it's still the odd, like, tone of the singer, you know, going here. But it's about, I don't know, the messiness of life and existence and finding your place in it. And it's out of place and weird, and that's how life kind of works, is finding that place. And I think the messiness of the song, like, builds up to that moment where instead of a big, like huge release of like how the like music is put together but more of like this sort of slightly somber but like just a moment of like slowly dialing it down which isn't really a thing in guilty gear songs like i don't know this song like really works for me and if it doesn't work for you that's fine that's you know my case for it yeah i I guess for me like i do I do think that what they're trying to do is neat and in some ways admirable. I just also hear that final bit and I all I can think is, okay, the people who composed this really like Queen and are doing their best Queen impression here <laughs> in terms of the way that it like puts it all out into that final chorus and then switches over to piano. Um, like it almost sounds like a, at moments, it almost sounds like a just flat out imitation of like, are you telling me Guilty Gear has a bunch of Queen references? <laughs> well, I mean, where in this case, Soul's it... belt literally says like "We will rock you" or something like that. Well, at, at this point, in this case, I feel like it's straight up emulating a specific Queen song. Like I hear that, and I think Bohemian Rhapsody. They're basically taking the last bit of Bohemian Rhapsody and doing it, doing that to this. But uh, I, th- I think yeah. pace-wise, that's fair. I think if you listen to the two side by side, they sound pretty different. Um. I think this is uh, much more sentimental than resigned as compared to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Um, like Bohemian Rhapsody is this idea of like, you know, giving up and like sort of like resigning to one's fate. Whereas like the end of Like a Weed is this ownership of that fate of like, while you can resent what has come past, 
like you can still like find peace and happiness in there yeah i don't know i i'm not you know i'm not trying to push in one way or the other you i've already said how i feel about the song but i do think there is a there is a courage in ending a fighting game like in games like i assume the song is long enough that you would never hear this in an actual match no like it's like four and a half minutes long most matches last three and it's usually mixed in such a way it's usually a looping part of like the opening Mm -hmm. bit in the chorus but there is something like you know you mentioned like rock opera stuff like this is one of the most rock opera like style songs of the soundtrack Mm -hmm. and how it fits into the like i i just think like a weed like completes the like it delivers on some of the tonal like delivers on the tone of strive story delivers on like what that story is going through and it's not perfect like i think i have issues with guilty gear strive but i became a much bigger fan of it in the past year with like what they have been doing with the songs, the story, the characters, and everything. And I think this song captures that really well. I guess I feel like I've said, like, I I can go either way on this. I've said what I want to say, but I also definitely respect your passion and your argument. And I'm inclined to leave this to Jen, though, Jen, if you think that's unfair, we can try and work it out together. I guess for me, like I do see, I do see the value in what Kyrie is saying, and I see the value of the song to her. I just also in a position where, as I said, when this song came up in the first place, like there's a good seventy to eighty percent of the song that does nothing for me, and it's only really the chorus that, uh, like, really nails it, and like. I feel like that chorus is fantastic, but the rest of it just doesn't feel as... It doesn't work for me as well as the rest... I mean, the rest of the song doesn't work as well for me as that chorus. And I think we've made our case as to why we don't think it's a very good song, Jen. But I guess I don't know if I feel like... Frankly... I don't care enough about Brawl of Hendon Meyer until Depth Do Us Part to display something Kyrie feels this strongly about. Yeah, that's where I'm coming down to it, too. Like, I do think that uh, Till Depth Do Us Part is a better constructed song and is overall something that is much easier to listen to and is, uh, I just think is a flat out better song. But uh, I do think that uh, Like a Weed has its real value, as Kyrie has expressed and I don't have that same energy for anything here that isn't uh, Live Alive or the Warhammer song that got cut. <laughs> yeah, like, I think, like, Brawl is a great fighting game song, like, and it's fun, and same with Till Depth, but, like, I don't know, I like, you, you, I've already made my case, but you have heard, like, genuinely, like, uh, like a weed when I'm in the right mood listening to it will like I said, bring me to tears. Like, I think it works really well. I may have had a really big attachment to Testament in this, in 2022. Who knew? <laughs> um, but yeah, that... I'm still gonna, still gonna lose to Jack, but, you know, these things happen. <laughs> um... <laughs> these things happen. 
But yeah, I think it seems like our list is like a weed, Megalomania, and Go Go Bariki. Are you cool with that, Jen? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, listen, Go Go Bariki Dio wins. Go Go Bariki Dio, okay, like, yeah, like. Like, cue it up again. Let's hit that shit again. Yeah, yeah, Go Go Bariki. Victory lap for the winner. Yeah. The, the, yeah. In terms of capturing a tone, it's like it just not just because it sounds like a Mazinger theme song. It's just like how perfectly it captures, like, encapsulates that power fantasy. But yeah, yeah. I I think it also mixes well with like. A lot of the casting for the uh, Japanese voice track, and that like they find absolute classic actors that uh, just can still nail the parts that they're famous for, and are bringing that back here. And in this case, we got Hironobu Kageyama. Um, I believe that's I got that right, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, just a absolute legend in terms of uh, singing openings and things like that, and. He still fucking got it all these years later. And, like, this is it winning to, like, I had arguments in reserve for this one, right? Um, I think, like, as good as this is just like this, in the moment, it is even more incredible. I think, like, the performance is even enhanced because of the soundscape of the game as you're playing. As you have, uh, Kenji Akabane, the voice actor of, uh, Akira, the main character from this part, who is just, like, going full tokusatsu ham with his oh, voice lines as all this happens, too. He's doing the Gaogai garment. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's just he's just going off, and it is incredible. And I, I just think it's... It's a triumph, frankly. And it feels... Yeah. I feel silly saying it about a song like, you know, a... a like intentionally cheesy song, but it is such a love letter to a like a decade of anime and, and Toku. Yeah, like it's and, God, yeah, it's 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 fantastic. All right, and that kind of captures Live Alive itself, right? Like Live Alive goes through a lot of genre and the cliches you'd expect, but it is straight up a love letter to all of it, to the idea of fiction itself. Yeah. All right. Um, Give us our Congrats. list. Congratulations, Go Go Briki Dio from Live Alive, with runners up Megalomania from Live Alive and Like a Weed Naturally as a Matter of Course from Guilty Gear Strive. Alright, yeah. All told, I feel pretty good about how that turned out. It's an honor to be nominated, it's an honor to be crushed underneath the foot of Briki Dio. We'll catch you <laughs> with more categories. Peace. See ya. Later. <laughs>